And there you have it. There you have it. Uh, uh, the biggest, uh, the biggest fishing story in the whole, of of the whole entire year. It is, and it's not the Bassmaster Classic winner. No. It is not the NWT Championship. It is a cheating scandal going on uh, up in uh, Cleveland, Ohio, the Lake Erie Walleye Trail. Um, pretty freaking crazy. But if you've been uh, living under a rock the last few days, then uh, you don't know what we're talking about, but we'll inform you in a little bit. That's right. Uh, we'll get back to that. We got some other stuff uh, that we got to get to first, like telling you, welcome to episode 189 of the Midwest Angler Podcast. I'm Scott Sturman, joined by Matt Deitch, and uh, the fact that you have now made it over a minute into an episode of the Midwest Angler Podcast, you're officially a dirtbag. How does that feel? Yeah, you guys are. I mean, you need to go out and call up your local tattoo parlor and set yourself up an appointment to get your official... Forehead tat. <laughs> yeah, get your official... I, I, you know, maybe like on the neck. I, I go with that. It's got to yeah. be visible. Yep. I don't care. Maybe if you're knuckles. Gonna get dirt bag. Maybe knuckles. Yeah, there we go. Dirt bag. That'd yep. be, be tits. With an exclamation point. You got to have an exclamation point. Or a fish at the end yeah, or something go, like fish. that. There we go. Yep. But... Uh, um, that is that is the name of of the listeners of this fine program, uh, the Dirt Bags. And since, like I said, you're you're this far in, you are now a Dirt Bag. Um, but uh, this week's episode is brought to you by our buddies over at Dakota Angler in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Um, the best uh, the best mom and pops bait and tackle shop here in the Upper Midwest. Um, uh, and by mom and pops, I mean it's a family owned ordeal. Uh, Todd. Todd uh, owns the place. His son Josh is is running it. You might find Nick in there. Um, this this is a family deal. They've got uh, a selection like the big box stores, but uh, service and and you know you can go in there. You can sit down. You can talk to them. I don't know. You can probably grab a cup of coffee. Oh yeah, yep. They got about anything. They got snacks and everything there. Do they allow smoking in there? I don't know. I'm out. All right. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> no. You can stand outside the door, and they can probably hold it open. Or all open right, all right. I'll, I'll do inside. it. I'll do it for that. I'll do it for that. <laughs> but uh, um, nope. Uh, good buddies over at Dakota Angler, um, and actually, if you go to www.dakotaangler.com and use the code Dirtbag, uh, you will receive ten percent off of your whole entire order. Uh, I don't. I don't know that there's any exceptions on that. Um, I don't. I don't know either. I. I guess. Type in maybe the code and find out. Yeah, yeah, do it, and 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 if and if there is an exception, call in, chew Josh out, say, hey, I'm a dirtbag, <laughs> I want that discount. So, uh, but if you, I mean, if you know, pretty soon. Speaking of discounts, with the Ice Institute coming up, that they put on all over there in Sioux Falls, I mean, it's going to be the cheapest prices that you can find on ice fishing gear. That's right, and that's when the dirtbag tattoos come in because exactly you can't right. use it on or you you. You can't buy Ice Institute stuff online. You can only buy it there at the Ice Institute. But if you've got a dirtbag tattoo across your forehead, I'm pretty sure that's where you get your 10% off. They might throw in a free scoop of minnows. Not bad. <laughs> hey, if, if you're Dutch, anything that's free, yeah, you're in. You're free. in. You can never argue with free. Now, you were up I at was, Dakota Angler. I, I swung in there on Saturday. I happened to be up in Sioux Falls watching some marching band competition stuff. And, you know, I had some time in between – 
events, and I was like, I'm going to swing out there. I needed to pick up a few things. And did you un- talk smart? I did, but unfortunately, Todd had just left about half an hour before he I got there. He saw you coming. Yeah, he, he knew it. He, could, he could probably sense it. He's just like, This nah. bait shop like, ain't big enough for the two of us. He, he was like, ooh, the barometric pressure really, yeah. really. <laughs> I yep. can feel a ditch coming here. They kind of know that up there. They, yep. they know when a ditch is coming I in. I believe they, that. They hide quick. But no, uh, Josh wasn't there either. Nobody. Just one of their workers was there working, putting stock out. And I mean, they still have a wide variety of open water stuff that's out there yet. So do they got ice stuff? Or? They're starting to get. Yeah, are they, yep, okay. They're starting. Okay. They're starting to be a few little things here and there. So uh, definitely go in there, check everything out. I mean. The young guy that was helping me, he helped out quite a bit for me. And, nice. Uh, at, you know, made sure I had, if I had any questions, there's some other customers that came in while I was there. So, I mean, if you have, when you go in there, that's the one cool thing about it is they're right there. They're yep. willing to answer yep. your question and they're going to help you, you know, get to what's working. So, that's right. And I was, I did happen to be stumbling around and they're just walking, well, not stumbling around, but walking around in there. Easy. Were you drinking <laughs> at the band competition? <laughs> Might've had a little bit too much coffee or something <laughs> like that. But, Freedom uh, brew coffee. Freedom, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, I was walking around and I happened to notice on the the one shelf. I was like, "Hmm, look at these uh, egg sinkers over here. They had a quite the variety of them, and you know, even the size that they use out in Ohio. So, you know, <laughs> guaranteed you, to get those like Gary Walleye. Yeah, if if you're looking for egg sinkers and for the right way, the proper way to use them when you're out fishing as a sinker, stop in there because they had a pretty big selection of them. Yep, that's right. Um, another little point of, uh, housekeeping, uh, the hats are here. The hats, uh, are being shipped out. Uh, um, a couple of you guys will be getting them, uh, I don't know, today, tomorrow, the next day, a couple people, probably the day after that. Um, I, I can't go down to the post office, bring them all down at the same time. So I'm slowly, but surely bringing, uh, um, bringing them. But, uh, um, if you did order a hat, uh, keep a lookout for it in the next little while. Uh, they will be headed your way, and, and uh, you're going to start seeing some good-looking people Ooh. walking around uh, with some with some Midwest Angler Podcast swag. I, is is, is hat you, swag, too, or is yeah. that just like no, shirts? Think, okay, no, that's anything hats, you can yeah. wear? Yeah. Okay. I had mine on the other day when I was up in Sioux Falls, and I... I, I I had a couple double takes, you know, a couple looks, you know, like over the shoulder. It was so. Did Emily? Did Emily kind of take she, a look at him and like, hey, back off? She's kind of like, you know, you might want to take that hat off. Yeah. And I then, mean, and then she saw how bald you were, and she's like, she's you like, might want to put, put that it hat on. on. It's pretty sunny out here. You don't want to get a burn. <laughs> that's so right. might be late in the year, but uh, that sun <laughs> still got some power. That's right. That sun has still got some power. No, so. they're definitely pretty sweet looking hats. Yeah. Yep. I'm I'm excited with how they turned out, and uh, I think everyone else will be excited also. Um, I guess with that being said, if you're one of those people that uh, uh, gave us money and said, "Hey, you'll pick it up." Um, yeah, shoot, shoot either Matt or I a message, and uh, we can arrange a time for you to swing through Rock Rapids, Iowa, and pick that up, or, yep. uh, um, you know, I guess wherever the heck you're at, we'll, uh, we'll figure something out. But, we can uh, figure something out, yeah. Yep. So, um, yeah, I guess uh, moving right along, I guess uh, time, to, uh, time to address the elephant in the room. Yeah, and without that, further uh, ado. Uh, I've never, ever, ever had a topic that we have gotten more messages yeah. about. I mean, I, I, I've i been, my Facebook messaging has blown up. Uh, my text messages, I've been getting all kinds of text messages, I mean, from people I haven't talked to in a long time, all of a sudden it's just like, boom, did you see this? It's like, oh, really? <laughs> I mean, 
people at my work that literally have not have haven't fished in years if they have yeah. ever fished you know that they're coming up and like hey did you did you see this thing about a walleye fishing tournament yes yep. i did see i it. had the and, same thing i had all kinds of people coming up to me today and asking me questions about it yep and and like like uh i mentioned earlier it, it's it's really pretty crazy that this is not the biggest story that this isn't the biggest story uh in, in just fishing, I mean, it's it's one of it's the top stories in the whole entire nation, aside from Hurricane Ian. Right. I mean, this is it. And, uh, I mean, it was on CNN. It's on Fox News. It's on freaking New York Times or... TMZ I, had it. <laughs> did they really? Yeah. <laughs> wow. So. But, uh, um, I mean, yeah, it, it's, uh, it's just a crazy deal. And, and I think it's the raw emotion, you know, obviously... Um, well, if think, they would have just busted some people, but, uh, with all the cell phone videos and, yeah. and I mean, uh, if we played the whole entire video, I mean, this would go from a regular G rated PG rated podcast to fricking triple X and, in I mean, they're well, more fricking four letter words. And do you think, do you think it has something to do with like just the, the shock appeal that people love to see anymore? Like cheaters getting caught and exposed like that. Do you think, I mean, it's, it's sad to think that. If these guys would have legitimately like had that many that many pounds of fish and won that tournament, it would have nobody would have ever known. Right, but I think I think the biggest thing is the fact that there were so many videos, there were so many other anglers that were mad about it. You know, like if you think about uh, uh, a NASCAR race, yeah. You know, I, I think I'm assuming that there was a NASCAR race yep. yesterday on Sunday. If all of a sudden we would have found out that the winner of that NASCAR race had an illegal motor in it, it had been it. I mean, there wouldn't have even been a blip on the radar. No, no it happens a lot. Like people get disqualified because you know they didn't meet aerodynamic regulations and stuff like that, and you don't hear anything about it. And nobody like nobody's like, "Whoa, you know what a cheater and all that." So. Right, and and now with this story, if if uh, Jake Runyon and and Chase Kamitsky deliberately cheat and there's not those videos if if all of a sudden all it is 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 just people talking about uh, you know yeah there's a walleye guys got busted out in you know cleveland right. ohio it, it doesn't go anywhere no if, yeah i if, totally agree if there's just a video of that jason fisher the tournament director walking up and saying hey guys i found some weights and you're you know i mean yeah. it's it's it, you like know, you it's, said it's, it's the raw emotion of it, it of, like we got weights in fish and everybody Oh man! Yeah, I mean, you know, there's there's cussing. You know, where's the other one? Where? You know, like, I mean, they were about to burn him at the stake. I oh, mean, but, you know, like when you watch that video, originally he like starts to kind of try to walk away, but I think that he realized in a in a fast hurry that I'm gonna stay right here because I think that he had the realization that. If I go out into that parking lot, there's going to be some parking lot justice done. So yep, yep, you're exactly I, right. I think that he's just like, I mean, I'll give it to him that he stands there and just takes it without saying. I mean, he knows. I mean, you're caught red-handed. I mean, there's no doubt about it. There's no, you can't lie to try to get out of this. Right. Nothing. There's no story you can tell that, I mean, he knows and you can just see it. And I mean, he's got people. I'm, I'm really surprised that. None of those. There wasn't an old boy in the whole group that just, just came just up and came cold up and just him. whack. Yep. I mean, so yeah. so so I gotta ask you, Matt. Like you know, you you and I have tournament fished together. I guess we've never done. Well, yeah, we have done one team tournament right. that uh, uh, 
Southwest thing, Minnesota yeah. Fishing Club. But uh, we've never done a team uh, bass fishing tournament, whatever. But do, do you think that it's one guy, one of the, the two that's kind of like, hey, dude, like, what, what do you think if we'd ever do this? You know, like, I mean, I, how, no. how does that first conversation go? Like, it, it's got to be something similar to, like, a buddy that asks his other buddy, like, if he wants right. to be in a swinger club. <laughs> you know, like, hey, your wife's looking pretty That's good. Well, yeah, well, thanks, Jim. You know, it looks better than mine. So, <laughs> what do you yeah, say? Exactly. <laughs> but I mean, you know, like, that's a because if. Because if your buddy says no, you know what I mean? Right. Like, you know, hey, what do you think? You know, like, wow, those are some mighty fine egg sinkers you got there in your tackle box. Yeah, thanks, Jim. I I, you know, I just feel like they were sitting around like that movie Horrible Bosses and like one's bouncing off an idea and it's just like, I don't. You, I do don't you know. think this is the first time they've ever done no. it? No, 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 no. I believe, I I thoroughly believe that there's some, there's been times that they've done it. This, I mean, you just don't do it one time and, you know this happens but uh, but but it's so blatant this time well i know so blatant. But the other times it might have been so blatant that people just didn't didn't really think anything of it because you kind of give it benefit of the doubt i mean you don't really think that somebody's going to take that big of egg sinkers and shove them down a freaking fish's throat but i mean you're you're going across the stage where where you know whether it's the Lake Erie Walleye Tournament or whether it's a Bassmaster Tournament or whether it's an NWT Tournament or whether it's your freaking club derby over at Okaboji at the Iowa Great Lakes Bass Club, like you're showing all these fish and like when when I hold up a bass, if if I'm over at Okaboji and I hold up a bass and I say, "Hey Matt, how much do you think this thing weighs?" You're gonna get it within a pound, right? You know, I mean, maybe maybe a pound and a half. You know, but you've got a pretty good idea. Yeah, that's probably three, three and a half, you know, whatever. You're going to be in that ballpark. You know, they, they talk about how these walleyes out on Lake Erie were kind of cookie cutters. You know, yeah. everyone was coming in with the same size walleyes. When you hold up a 24-inch walleye and it's like, oh, yeah, another four and a half pounder. And all of a sudden that one weighs seven pounds. Like, you can't tell me that. You, you, that that you thought this was going to work if if they would have put an eight ounce sinker in every single one a six ounce sinker in every single one you they probably would have got away with right, it they right, probably would have exactly. got away with it and been like yeah yeah you know you know these were just yeah these looked, are just a few a little, ounces bigger than what the other ones that yeah. look like and and they only needed like 19 20 pounds right i think it was only like 16 or 17 and they put in 33 like yeah. what the f they like more fuck? than they like doubled the second place people because when they're up there that's what i mean like i almost feel like they, the this was guy. the first time like like i almost feel like I, I, maybe and, it, and it's maybe probably it was not. i mean it's probably they, not they both got kind of a dumbfounded look on their face like if you notice in any of the pictures when they're holding up the fish they're not smiling <laughs> yeah. i mean so maybe they're they just, just like 33 pounds they're just like, like oh crap we just they're weighed, gonna catch us we just weighed 33 pounds and all of our fish are only 23 and a half inches. Right. Like, holy moly. Well, my question is, like, you know, you were at that bass that bass open that I fished in. Yep. You know, most of these major tournaments, you bring your fish up to somebody, and they're, like, checking them. Like, they pick them up, whether they're measuring them or what. Yep. They're putting them in the weigh-in bag and stuff like that. I don't. I wonder if they don't do that at, like, a tournament like this, because you would think that a guy that's doing that and is handling all these fish also to get to one is like, whoa, this one's, like, 
Yeah. This is like, whoa, this one's like kind of feels like that, like a dead weight heavier than other ones have after they've been handling a lot of fish. But, I mean, it's a full pound bait. And yeah. But I, then again, too, you're not thinking it. I mean, you're not. I mean, I think that all of us as tournament anglers are kind of a little naive and just and just kind of feel like, oh, that stuff, that doesn't happen. You know, it doesn't right. happen at this tournament. There's not there's not going to be dumb enough to shove eight ounce egg sinkers down a freaking fish's throat. So. Right. Well, I. I don't know, you know, you you and I are are strong Bassmaster uh, uh, fans. You know, we we watch a lot of the Elite Series, we follow the Elite Series, we play fantasy fishing. I mean, uh, j- just because of the state the the coverage deal, I don't follow the NWT as much. But you know, there there's certain uh, you know guys that you kind of like to follow after a tournament. I'll always go and check the the uh, the results and whatnot. And I guess in my mind, I just, I feel like it's not happening. You know, like yeah. I feel like everyone yeah, is, right. is doing it the right way. I feel like cheating isn't happening. But with that being said, like how easy would it be to, you, you, the best way to cheat, honestly, would be throwing a bunch of chubs down uh, a fish's throat. Oh, right. Yeah. You know, I mean, who's going to prove that that Try wasn't, you know, that, that he didn't. You know, I, I, I was listening to a podcast and they talked about throwing ice cubes down there. You know, by the time anyone really investigates, they're gone. They're, they're gone. Yeah. The weight's in there, whatever. Blah, blah, blah. Whatever, whatever. Who cares? But in my mind, I just feel like this isn't happening. Like all these guys are, are you know, cheating is not happening in fishing. And I guess I got to reprogram my brain because it is, you yeah. know. Am I worried that much if one of the Elite Series guys goes into Bass Pro Shops and the dude's like, hey, dude, I'm just telling you, they're biting on chatterbaits up shallow. I'm not too worried about it. You know, by the time a guy tells you you're going out there, it's probably not happening anymore. Mm -hmm. But is this going to change tournament fishing forever? I think it will for, like, the walleye kill tournaments like that. Is it going to change? I think it's going to change bass tournaments. It will. It will a little bit, I think. Uh, I think you might see, like, metal detectors at weigh-ins. But I don't know. Do you think a metal detector would be able to pick up those lead weights like that? I would think that metal detector. I think. I think. I mean, you're going to see that. I mean, I could see possibly, I mean, I don't know, an x-ray machine. <laughs> does metal it kind of surprises you at like the upper levels that they don't have these things and maybe they do and we don't know about it but i mean when you're when you're fishing for like some serious cash like an elite series event you know a hundred thousand dollars to win you think that they would have stuff like that but again i just think that everybody is kind of like naive to the whole thing and they just don't think that it will that people will do go to those depths to do it right According to DetectingSchool.com, which is actually one of my favorites. I was going to say, you had that bookmark. Yeah, you better believe it, I did. Uh, their, their day, however, their day's modern metal, I don't know. Modern metal detectors uh, have the ability to detect metals with very low metallic character and conductivity, including lead. Oh, nice. So uh, I think I think it is definitely possible that they can do that. I don't feel like air, airport security at weigh-ins now. There's going to be a guy with a wand. Just but, but I'll be honest with you. I think what we witnessed this last week is going to be like the 
so so for for those of you guys that listen, you guys know that I was out in Las Vegas this last yeah. weekend. One of the guys that went along with us uh, was a guy who I work with had never flown before, and and we were kind of talking about you know going through TSA checkpoint uh, yeah. you know security and whatnot, and uh, we were talking to him about how I I, I clearly remember it before nine eleven. I mean, anyone who wanted to, you walked right up to the gate. Yep. There was, you know, I mean, you could have a pocket knife in your pocket. You could have lighters. You could have whatever you wanted. You walked right up. You handed them your ticket. You walked on the plane. That was that. I mean, it was truly that simple. And something happened, and it changed everything. Yep. I truly think that what we saw last week is going to change everything. I think... That you can, I guarantee you that there are NWT guys right now talking. What are we gonna do? Bassmaster guys talking. Oh, every what tournament. Are we gonna do? Every tournament director is. I mean, it don't matter what level they're talking about. But the best part about it is, it's right at the end of the season for everybody. Yeah, everybody. So they've got a whole entire off season to figure this out. You know, it, it's it's one thing if it happens after the first tournament of the year, and it's like, God dang it, like we don't have time to implement something else. Everybody has time to implement something else. I mean, there's a couple Bassmaster Opens. I'm sure that there's probably a college event or something, yep. you know, a couple high school events. But everyone else has got time to, to figure this out. And I truly think three years from now, we're going to look back and be like, that was that was it right there. That's yeah. what changed everything. Yeah. I never feel. Used to, yeah, we never used to have to do this at tournaments, but now we have to do this. Yep. Meanwhile, the guys that, you know, the hot topic a few weeks ago was the forward-facing sonar and if it should be legal. <laughs> those guys are sitting back there going, those damn cheaters. Yeah, exactly. They're putting weights in all the fish. Exactly. We need to make changes about weights and fish. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, all of a sudden, forward-facing sonar ain't that big of a deal. <laughs> ain't that big of a deal. But, yeah, I mean, you go from that where everybody is arguing about, like, is forward-facing sonar, like, should it be legal in tournaments? Is it an unfair advantage? To, like, this most extreme of extremes of cheating. Right. I mean, it's just, like, it's one thing where you've heard stories before where people take fish traps and, you know, they put big fish in there and tournament day they go out there and they take them out and they put them in their live well and they act like, oh, yeah, we caught them today yep. and all that stuff. Yep. But, you know, and people are like, oh, yeah, you know that happens because people catch those fish cages sometimes. Yep. And it's yep. just, like, weird things like that. But to, like, to actually catch them, like, in the act and just red-handed and just, again, have that raw footage of that guy just standing there just taking the brunt of it. It's just the shock value is what it's all about. You know, that's I, – I had said to you, is it one guy – I think it's the dude – I think that dude that was getting yelled at, I don't I don't think he was the one. He wasn't the mastermind. I think it was that other one. Weasley, yeah, weasley exactly. looking Exactly. He looks like a cheater. Yeah. Like, I look at him and I'm well, like, you're a one, cheating motherfucker. He did, he's the one that don't even smile. He yeah. just, like, sits there the whole time. Like He's got like a bunch he, of ramrod tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> Not just – like he's he's the one that yeah you can yeah he just looks like a I little feel, weasel. I feel he bad does. because the other guy has become a meme. I don't know. I couldn't tell you which one is Runyon, which one is Kaminsky. Runyon is the one that's in the video. Is he Kaminsky? Right. Is is the other one? The Runyon guy. I mean, I feel I don't feel bad for him. But right. I mean, he's right. he's the one that is like getting the yeah, face they, of the whole cheating scandal because I mean he could go memes. anywhere in the United States and people right. know him. Yeah. The other one, he just kind of like yep. Yep. The, all you see of him in the video is when they're walking with the cops. Yep. afterwards and 
there's a there's a picture of him later on like laying on a lady with the cops talking to him like he's like laying down like he had had enough he's exhausted (laughs) from getting yelled at so much i'm so exhausted from lifting all this lead weight but i i I don't know i think it's the other dude i've you know i obviously guys were just we're just bs and like right but i think but like you said but you know getting back to what you were talking about like how you like you're sitting around one night you know that there had to be a, some bush lights flowing pretty good. Oh yeah, and 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 they were just like, "What do you think about this?" I think it's the pressure. Think, I think it, it does get that way. I think that they felt like you know maybe they did win a couple tournaments legitimately, and all of a sudden they felt like, "Oh God, we got to really yep, you know we got to really show out." You know they're in contention for angler, the team of the year, and all that stuff. And I mean, you say it a lot, and. Uh, you can go ahead and say it, but sometimes when you start doing that with that tournament angling and all that money and stuff gets involved, people lose their damn minds. Money, women, and antlers. Money, women, and antlers make dudes do stupid, stupid things. And and I mean, it can be five bucks. Yep. It can be a lady that you knew slept with twenty five other dudes last night. And, and <laughs> like, I'm just telling you, like that you, you see it around here in small towns and whatnot. Just like money, women, and antlers. That's just makes dudes do do crazy things, and uh, I don't know. Apparently, it made these dudes do crazy things too. And and one hundred percent, I think uh, they deserve everything they got coming. Oh yeah, and, and more. Um, and that's know. the thing. I know. Unfortunately, like I don't know if it's our society as a whole. I think that that's this is one thing that a lot of people are enjoying is that uh, they're kind of getting their due justice, like. I think anymore there's not sometimes you don't see consequences for people's actions yep, yep. and these this has been a swift quick response and consequence to their actions yep i mean there's nothing no ands ifs or buts about it and uh yeah people are going pretty wild about it i mean it's you know it's good when people online are all, all of a sudden are like starting to be like eh, yeah did i see about a tournament well i you know they're like oh yeah let's show another video it's just like hey yep we're going to see this video forever. Yep. No, uh, um, I had actually reached out to a lawyer from up in Ohio that does a little bit of tournament angling. And, uh, I just, I, I was hoping that, uh, we could get him on the show and, and just kind of sit down and talk to him about, you know, what are the, what are the legal consequences to something like this? Uh, you know, now there's a lot of guys up there talking that they've kind of been thinking these guys have been doing it for, you know, uh, you know, th- this wasn't their first time. Can they go back? What ha- I- I'm assuming these guys are going to lose their fishing license. Well, you you have to think so. I would think so. But what if they don't? Right. I mean, does it can direct, they, can does they, it directly violate uh, a law through the Ohio DNR? Or I'm not sure. Parks that like yeah. you can't shove lead weights down a fish's mouth. I mean, on purpose. Uh, Right, I, I, I can take a knife to them and freaking chop them up, but I can't right. put a let. I, I, right, I mean, uh, it, did they break any laws worthy of losing a fishing license? If they didn't lose their fishing license, are they allowed to compete in a tournament next year? Right, you know, obviously, I, I'm sure Jason Fisher at the Lake Erie Walleye Trail is like, hell no, they can't freaking come here is there any legal grounds to say that they can't do you think that uh, i know i don't 
It's, I don't know. It'd be interesting to see. I was hoping to get him on. I was hoping to get him on just, you know, 15 minutes just to kind of fire off a couple of questions. And, uh, yeah, it just if, didn't, if didn't happen. But if these guys ever enter in another tournament, do you think it's because they are just that pure freaking stupid? Or do you think that their balls are the size of eight-inch lead sinkers? <laughs> I'm I, Honestly... <laughs> I think it's because they're just that stupid. I I feel like don't you think like these these guys look like the type of guys that like are like like next week they're already like yeah we're getting in another tournament yeah 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 we're getting another tournament we're, I mean it was come on guys can't you just let it go if you ain't cheating you ain't trying <laughs> everyone knows no, that no you saw his video of what he said right that runian I I don't know. When they were interviewing him in that championship last year, they had a camera in the boat, and at the end he says, "Hey, winners win. Winners win." <laughs> so <laughs> he's so, pretty cocky about it. And- so our uh, Dan Philbrook, uh, uh, one of the listeners of this show, he he sent me a, a video, and this is them dudes sitting there talking. Listen to this. We won this tournament last year, and I can tell you, this year we did everything exactly the same as we did last year. <laughs> <laughs> I think well, I think you're admitting right yeah. then and there, like, yeah. okay, everything the same. I, I I'm not gonna lie to you. We recycled those twelve inch or twelve ounce sinkers. Yeah, <laughs> exactly the same. We we figured out that like if we go with eight ounce sinkers, they seem to go right down a lot easier, <laughs> and they won't come back out once they're in. They're in. Yeah, we we wrapped them in some fish flays and shoved them in their mouths. We tried doing seventy five split shots, but it just, <laughs> just pain in the butt. Once you got to fifty, your your fingers started hurting. <laughs> No, I I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, it's just too bad that it, you know it kind of it kind of puts a black eye on the tournament fishing world because like people that aren't involved with the fishing world all of a sudden see this, and I think that a lot of them just assume that this is kind of common practice, like yep. people cheating them yep. all the time. And when let, let's be honest, there's a lot of people out in New York City, out in L.A., Miami, whatever the big cities. They already look at fishing as kind of a hillbilly sport, yeah. you know, like freaking morons, you know, all they are is out there smoking cigarettes, drinking beer and, and, you know, whatever, staying out late, doing witchcraft, but whatever, you know, they, they can have their own opinion, but when, when you plaster this all over every single TikTok and Facebook and, and Instagram, whatever, they're just like, yeah, you know, that. I, I already knew that those guys were morons. And I even had a a guy in sprint car racing that I know. He even made a comment on Facebook. He shared the video, and he doesn't even fish. And he's just like, "Wow, like maybe you know, maybe if some like sanctioning bodies would tear down engines more and stuff like that, they would figure out that other that people are cheating in the racing world too." <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, I suppose. <laughs> I suppose. But, I mean, uh, I mean, like I said, it happens in all other sports. You know what things like that go on, but just to catch them like that, you know, and just I I just think everybody loves it because just the dumbfounded look on the face. Yep. Oh yeah. Now, will will this change pro staffing at all? Do you think it will change pro I don't staffing think it'll at change all? Change pro staffing. No big deal there. No. No, no one will tap their brakes. Uh, considering, you know, the, the these guys had on the Jake Runyon at least. Um, I'll throw out Ranger boats. I'll, there, there's another Midwest 
space uh, bait company that was on the back of his jersey. I'm not going to throw them under the bus. You know, I, I'm sure that they did not know anything about this. But Ranger Boats, uh, they they don't give a rip if, if the little Midwest Angler podcast talks about them. But, you know, I mean, that big Ranger Boats emblem right, right on the middle the of his jersey that's been viewed 20 billion times in yep. the last two days. Do you feel different of, about Ranger Boats because of it? I don't feel different about Ranger Boats about it. But, you know, people that aren't familiar with, like, the fishing industry might think, like, oh, okay. So, like, if they... there's 10 people, 10 people, yeah. you know, and, and are these guys even Ranger Boat Pro Staff guys? That's the thing. I mean, you could have they... it on and. Right. You, you can just buy these jerseys. Yeah. I don't know. And it... some people do. I mean, some people just buy jerseys and just to wear them for the way in to act like they make them feel more like a pro i mean they're kind of being mega motors there's a lot of them there's it, right. it happens a lot i can i can personally so, name a couple so then it's just like yeah yeah could you imagine being like a ranger boat representative even it, like so if they are on your pro staff and you're like the pro staff director like that works with those guys and you're watching all this stuff it's just like Oh, oh boy. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> now, like I didn't, I didn't go through and, and take a look, but I did see somebody post, um, that one of those companies that is on that Jersey. I, it, I do not think it was Ranger boats. I don't think it was that Midwest bait company, uh, Midwest based bait company that I was talking about. Um, I, I, I don't know. I can think of three that were on that Jersey and I went and looked at all three of their Facebook pages and none of them had anything about it. But, uh, um, I know that somebody did put out a public service announcement saying we, we weren't involved. Right. Like we yeah. weren't involved. They in have that. no affiliation with these guys. Yep. And, and uh, you know, and obviously the, not one of those companies, no matter who it is, even if it's a company I hate, Right. Didn't know what they were doing. They wouldn't purposely do that. No. So, so if any of you dirtbags out there have a Midwest Angler podcast shirt and you feel like cheating at a tournament, just wear a different shirt that day. Well, I mean, you can <laughs> you can cheat in a Midwest Angler podcast shirt, but for Pete's sakes, don't make it freaking eight pounds of pliers and a bunch <laughs> of walleye fillets. Yeah, pliers too. That's yeah. right. I keep forgetting about that. <laughs> there's, there's, a, there's pliers. There's pliers. Like, he's looking around the boat. Where in the hell? You suppose when they cut it open, he's like, that's where that went. Yeah, that's that's what I'm most pissed off about. Like they, you think I could they have that risked back? they risked wrecking the good pliers. You suppose? They, <laughs> well, you see that what happened is I was shoving those weights down there with the pliers, and the sun, sucker just kept on going, and it swallowed the damn thing. Yeah. So, and I thought, well, if it's that deep, <laughs> so then I added one more weight just for good measure. <laughs> so we'd we'd crack fifty pounds, <laughs> and that's how I caught that seventeen pound walleye. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, but, uh, uh, you know, w when, when I was kind of doing a little bit of research on this story, uh, writing down a few notes here, Matt, uh, uh, I started thinking about some of the other cheating things that have gone through, uh, you know, in, in recent years, um, Mike Long snagging out in California. Yeah, um, that was a pretty popular one. Yeah. Mike Long uh, was considered the big bass guru. He was on the cover of Bassmaster magazine. I mean, pro staff All kinds for, of articles oh yeah. man and uh you know mike long caught more double digit bass than anybody else in the country i believe you know i think that's kind of i mean he had i think he had caught him over 20 pounds maybe yeah and uh you know everybody knew mike long that was the dude 
And and what was it? Maybe three years ago now. It wasn't very. It was. It might have been longer now, but it just seems like it was real recent. Yeah, I. It it. Uh, well, I'll tell you. Three years ago, it, it was, was three years ago. Uh, SDfish.com, and uh, I think that's like a San Diego fish. I'm not even sure, but uh, there's a dude who who kind of figured out what Mike Long was doing, and he literally camped out like for weeks. Months yeah, went straight like up years. Like seal sniper mode on him. Ghillie suits, freaking yep. video cameras, and and uh, out there in California, these lakes that you know are, are with mountains, hills next to him. He sat up there and and video recorded Mike Long for for a long stinking time, and figured out that he was out there snagging these bedded bass, and uh, you know he wasn't catching them legitly. He was snagging them, and and he put a video out five over a half a million views uh if you go on youtube type in big bass king mike long caught snagging spawning largemouth bass it's it's all right there i mean this dude he knew if he was going to come out with it he was going to do it right and he did it right yep and uh uh tony christians back uh in the early 2000s uh tony christians went on a tear for about two years uh winning about every single bass tournament that he entered uh, won the BFL All-American, won hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars. And uh, they found out that he had a couple secret compartments up by his, uh, in the back of his boat. He had marshals in the boat. And when he would go back to call fish, if they weren't paying attention, he'd sneak out a big fish, throw a little fish out. And, uh, I mean, he, he was doing it like that. And, I mean, he won and won and won. I don't know how they ever figured it out. But uh, nothing, no news stories, no nothing. All of a sudden, Tony Christians ain't around, and everything's just kind of vacated. Must have fished a couple tournaments that there were some mafia members in. I guess. I guess. Took him to the docks. He's fishing. He's swimming with the fishes now. Yeah, that's right. He's in some secret compartment somewhere. 2015, Yellow Bass Bonanza here in... in, Uh, uh, Just a couple um, hours away. Yep, Clear Lake, Iowa. Um, I think a bunch of dudes like sunk fish baskets and went out there, drilled the holes, pulled the fish out, and uh, yeah, that I was even, when I it, think that they like drilled holes and put like frozen fish in the holes and right. covered them back up. And right. Then, I think that was when it used to be the most fish. I think so. I don't think it's like that. I don't think that format is like that anymore. I think like it's the the best twenty fish or something, something like, like that. that. But. Uh, uh, beforehand, I think they sunk a bunch and uh, brought those in. Somebody's loose lips sink ships. Everyone knows that. And well, they I must think have if got... I remember right, too, they were like the tournament people were looking at the fish, and they are just like, God, these things look like they're old fish. Really? Like, they don't look really? like they're like fresh-caught fish. Yeah. And then I think they started questioning them, and I think that the guys had to take a polygraph test, and they failed that. And I think that the truth, I mean, the truth eventually is going to come out. Yep, yep. But, uh um, I know those, I think that was a felony deal. They won four wheelers, something else, whatever. Um, yeah, I don't know. Bad deal. 2018 Brainerd JCs, uh, some guys from out in Ohio, a father, a son, and a relative, uh, took first, third, and 98th. Um, and they only give out 150 prizes. So, uh, I think it kind of raised some eyebrows they passed the polygraphs and i believe they got to keep like a gmc truck uh whatever but um you know there's a lot of controversy around it right and uh you know that that kind of goes back to you know these dudes uh the the ones in question chase kaminsky jake runyon 
passed polygraph tests before. Like, all these guys are doing polygraph tests. Like, is there a way to beat these polygraph tests? I, I mean, I don't know. Is a polygraph test good enough? Because I bet you there's there's 200 people in Cleveland that says a polygraph yeah, test ain't right. good enough right now. So, I don't know. It's crazy. It, uh, um, I definitely think that it, uh, it has changed uh, tournament angling uh, as we know it. And, and uh, you know, I guess in the coming year or two, we'll... We'll see. I mean, do, could, do we look back? It could change it. You know, if there is other people actually out there doing this type of crap, they're gonna th- maybe they'll think twice about it and be like, "Oh, okay." Yeah. <laughs> like, yep. I mean, but you know, somebody asked me today too. They're just like, "Like, why would a person like do that? Like, what would make them think that?" I go, "They're wired weird. I mean, it's just like any type of criminal. I mean, and that's what they are when they do that. Right. They're a criminal. I mean, what what makes a person walk by somebody's vehicle and be like, look inside and be like, oh." I like that. I'm taking that. Yep. Just open up the doors and go in there. Somebody go in somebody's house and take stuff. I mean, these guys obviously uh, something happened, but for them to be as calm and cool as they were about the whole damn deal, it just that's what makes me think that it's not the first time they've ever right. done it. Right. I mean, and I mean, who who knows? Maybe they were freaking car robbers before before this, and they were like, you know what, we should get into. Well, that's what I mean. I you mean, know, fishing. Maybe they did yeah, other yeah, type of crime, yeah. but, You know. Uh, ever fishing's for everybody i mean even for dumbasses like that i mean i love robbing people and i like catching walleye let's Let's put it how can we put these two together did we we just become best friends (laughs) exactly right that was that's the conversation they had yep yep oh Oh, man yeah did you touch my lead sinkers (laughs) you two bang my lead sinkers (laughs) oh man all right uh um, moving along that, uh, that's enough to, that, that's enough for at least this week. Uh, if yeah, anyone else has got something, something that's we'll, going to still yeah. keep going on for a long time, that's for sure. Yep. So, uh, something a little bit different. Uh, um, I'll, I'll be honest this, this last week I had a frozen pizza. Shocker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it freaking sucked. It sucked. Ooh. It sucked bad. And, uh, um, because we like to eat. Yeah. That's yeah. A, that's we a do. Proven fact. You know, we this, like to eat. We like to talk about food. This is a fishing podcast, but we are not going to get all the way through one of these podcasts without talking a little bit about food. And, you know, so, so I, so I had this frozen pizza, two of them, actually, I, I, I shared, I shared with my family, but we, we, you bought two, we one did for them. Two. Yeah. They could all split exactly. one and you could exactly. have one. Exactly. So, so we did this and, and I'm, I'm eating this pizza and, and I kind of say to Grady, you know, I'm like, so what do you think? And he's like, man, eh, it's, it's okay. And, you know, I kind of ask everyone else, you know, like, ah, oh, what do you guys think? And, and, uh, they're like, no, eh, it's okay. And I'm like, I think it sucks. And Grady's like, I don't like it neither. And, and I don't know, he, he might've just been going with me because, you know, cause I'm cool and you know, yeah, gotta, right. yeah. whatever. Gotta let the big dogs eat. Exactly. But, uh. You know, I no, no one else was blown away by it. Well, let's put it that way. Very lackluster. Right. So I, I kind of got thinking about it, and I'm like, you know, I, I feel like this is my public service to to inform people that, you know, if you're walking by the frozen pizza section, maybe this one is one that, that maybe you should sk- skirt one. around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, maybe there's a different one. So – with that, I kind of got thinking, like, what do you think about on this show 
Because I've actually been thinking about doing something like this for a while. I was thinking about doing donuts. Like maybe every week we kind of review a, a donut place. And and as much as I love donuts, but I can't review Casey's General Store 12, say, 12 weeks in a row. I was going to say, we don't have a lot of options around here. Right. But I do eat about three or four frozen pizzas a week. And and there's going to be a day when Matt throws a frozen pizza in. So, you know, about every five, six weeks, Matt will be able to, to throw his in. So I think this is going to be a new segment uh, of the show where, where every week we do a pizza, a frozen pizza review. Uh, for those of you guys that live in Wisconsin or, or Minnesota, South Dakota, uh, Nebraska, if, if there's one out there that, uh, you know, is a little bit more local to you guys, um, let us know. Maybe at some point in time, if we're out there, we'll try to pick one up. We'll see if, if you know, one of these stores around here can bring them in. But because uh, I because I just want to eat one of every frozen pizza in the you whole You wouldn't have a world. reason. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> my question is, did you eat that pizza, the whole pizza? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, after For you finished sakes. it, it was like, oh, For all right. Pete's sakes, Matt. This tastes like garbage, but I'm going to finish. Yeah. It, <laughs> I mean, it, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. So... So what it is, it's Mike or Wild Mike's Ultimate Pizza. Got and, a crazy uh, box. It does. It, I mean, it's got like a drawing of a dude's head. So so I'm gonna give them an A for effort on the box. It it I mean it sold me. Like I saw it and I'm like, Wild Mike's Ultimate Pizza. Hell yeah. Like I've never had one of those. It says right on the box, over two pounds of supersized combinations, sausage, uncured pepperoni. No nitrates. I, I'm like, hey, I'm in. 100% all natural. No artificial anything. This thing, it, it gave you some ultimate pizza Italian spice and red pepper seasoning inside. I threw them away because I don't want any red pepper seasoning. But either way, uh, Wild Mike's ultimate pizza. How we're going to do this, one being absolutely terrible, 10 being the best pizza I ever had. I'm going to give this one. A 3.2. I'm going to give this one a 3.2. I mean, you know, it, it, it wasn't terrible. It, I mean, it wasn't terrible, but it definitely wasn't good. Uh, the sauce, smidge spicy. Smidge spicy for me. So so most people wouldn't even notice it. So was, yeah. Overall, I'm going to say the cheese and the toppings, fair, fair. You know, not, not over the top, but fair. The crust is what I had a problem with. Oh, yeah? Like terrible, terrible, what was terrible. It, about it? It, it. I feel like a frozen pizza. No matter what, you're either you're gonna get a little bit of crunch on the crust. Yep. You know that's just all part of it. I mean, I kept this one in until the top was brown because that's what I like. Yep. And and well that, done. Yeah, that uh, the dough was like. It, it was flaky, like uh, well, I, right. not not even flaky, not even flaky. You know, kind like crumbly, uh, crumbly, crumbly, but but doughy, but crumbly. Like I don't, Can I don't it even know. Possibly be doughy and crumbly at the same time. It was it it was like it was crumbly like a cookie, like a really dry cookie. Really, but if you'd put it in your mouth, like I mean, it would dough together, no problem. Oh, weird. I don't know. I I might buy you one just so that you can try Let's it. Give it a try. Now, are you making you making these in the oven, right? Or do you got a little pizzazz or something like that? These ones I did make in the oven, but I right. do got a pizzazz, and I like doing that too. Right. I mean, I, sometimes it's all in how they get made too. Like you know, you go to the a bar if you got like a 
one of them actual pizza ovens. You throw those in, and I just think straight frozen. on the rack. This was straight, straight on the on rack. rack yeah. Straight on the rack. The way right. they call for it. You need to get a T-shirt made up like Scott's Scott's Pizza Frozen Pizza Reviews. Straight on the rack. Straight on the rack. I'm telling <laughs> raw, you, like raw dog and frozen <laughs> pizzas. <laughs> yep, that's, that's what I do. It's what I do. So, what did I give that one for a review? Three point two. Three point two. That's. I, I, yeah, I, I still... The way it I, sounds, I mean, I know you're passionate about your frozen pizzas, so a 3.2, that thing was not very... It was pretty lackluster. Like, I love Tombstone Pizza, but realistically, I mean, that's, that's probably only like a 6.2. Right. You know, I mean, like, it can get better. Oh, yeah. I can personally think of a better one. So I've, I've, got, I've got a couple other different frozen pizzas. I just showed Matt this beforehand, um, but... Uh, yeah, as of right now, Mike's Wild, uh, Wild Mike's, what the hell was it? It's it's Wild Mike's Ultimate Pizza, three point two. That's the best I can do. It's gonna be kind of fun because I think that it's gonna be cool to find out all the different frozen pizzas out there because I think that there's a lot more frozen pizzas out there in the world than what a person really realizes. Yep, yep. Yeah, we're gonna uh, we're gonna do something about it. Wild Mike's Ultimate Pizza. So if you That's have any first suggestions one, 3.2. out there, yep, and uh, yeah, let don't, us know. Don't just field them my way, neither. Matt, Matt no, needs I a little frozen pizzas in his life and too. You know, I I feel like the reason, like this, is a good time to do it because I think that frozen pizzas kind of become like part of an outdoorsman's food group. Oh, this time to. of year, you yeah. know, you get in from a morning hunt or something like that, and it's like noon, and you don't feel like making anything. Ah, let's throw in a frozen pizza. You're out, you know, fishing or hunting somewhere, and you pull into some small town bar, and it's just like, well, what do you guys got for food? Well, we got frozen pizzas. All right, throw one of them. Hell yeah! So, I mean, you're in the ice house. Nothing better than you know, frozen pizza out on the ice. So, yep. Nope. Uh, That's uh, that's going to be our first pizza review, and uh, um, yeah, I think uh, with that uh, being said, I think we can move right along to uh, good news stories. Matt, you got one. Brought to you by Freedom Freedom Brew. Brew, 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 brew. Our buddies at Freedom Brew over in Larchwood, Iowa, Austin, Brianna, best damn coffee shop in the whole entire freaking world. And uh, it really is. It is pumpkin spice latte season. (laughs) Like I don't give a rip. We're gonna get freezing. We're gonna get freezing on Thursday and Friday. (laughs) Are we? Yeah. Oh wow. Twenty-eight. Twenty-eight. You're gonna be out there in the at night. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Night, Fifty-three night. during the day, which Ooh, is basically perfect. freezing. Yeah. I mean, no, get perfect, your ice yeah. armor out because we're going to be ice fishing by Sunday. Pumpkin lattes and ice armor. Let me see tis, what international international they, falls. What do you think the low is going to be? What do you think the low is going to be on Thursday night? That's the lowest it's going to get. Twenty-five. 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 They're only three degrees colder than us. But uh, yeah, it's. Did I see that Freedom Brew changed some of their operating hours a little they bit? They did. Too? I believe All they're right. going to be open on Wednesdays now. Uh, Before yep. they uh, they were closed on Wednesdays. I think uh, I think after peddling coffee all week long, Brianna's just like, you know what? I need a day to to keep this house clean. Austin, are you gonna are you gonna sweep the floors? Austin looked at her and said, No, you're closing on Wednesdays. Get those <laughs> floors sweeped. <laughs> I think that's how that went. Yeah, but. Uh, Yes, they are. They are going to be uh, changing it. We need to get over there. We, I don't think it's crazy if we go over there this Saturday. I don't think so either. That, that's plan. We, that's, that's going to be our morning plan. Yep. We're going to have to get a donut Ooh. somewhere Ooh. and go to Freedom Brew. 
I just found out Sibley, Iowa's got a freaking bakery. bakery. Yeah, Schnagasies or Ooh, something man, like that. That just sounds like Schne- right. Schnagasies or something. Something like that. Actually, I didn't realize it, but they must have an LVO something in there. Oh, I had to sweet. send them a part today. Oh, nice. All of a sudden, I saw Sibley, Iowa. I'm like, that cannot be right. How did it you was not right. Know? It was right. I, I don't know. They, they snuck one in there That's without right. me knowing. But, uh, anyways, whatever. Um, good news stories of the week. Do you want me to go, or you want to start? Go first. All right. Um, my good news story of the week this week. Uh, Early Saturday morning, uh, we woke up. I had my son Grady this past weekend, and uh, um, he uh, he's he's at the age. He is 14 and a half now, uh, coming up here in a couple weeks. And at 14 and a half, he can officially get a school permit and start driving back wow, and forth crazy. to, yeah, yeah. Being that I don't trust the kid to drive his bike down to the swimming pool, the fact that he can now drive a vehicle to school it's kind of a little hard to wrap my brain around, but, uh, we went down to, uh, Lamar's Iowa and we picked Grady up a Chevy Colorado. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm also a Chevy Colorado driver. We know the dependability, reliability, kind of a proud style, power that these Chevy Colorados have. And, and, yeah. you know, when, when the, when the old bull uh, kind of looks at the young calf and the young calf looks back and says, you know what? I want to be like that old bull. And, <laughs> and that's, that's exactly what happened in Lamar's Iowa. And there was lightning bolts and <laughs> did you sit him bald down eagles. And, and, did you sit him down and talk about the great responsibility that comes with it? And uh, <laughs> This is not you know, something to be taken lightly. You're not just driving a vehicle. This is an experience. <laughs> this is an experience. This is a lifestyle. It's got tornado dispensers. <laughs> it's a lifestyle. <laughs> yeah. So I uh, got him a Chevy Colorado and... And uh, um, he was pretty jacked up, and I don't know. It's uh, it's just kind of cool, uh, um, you know, having a son that that is that old. So I, here's kind of a funny story. So uh, my my dad, if anyone knows uh, my dad, uh, pretty uh, pretty particular person. Yep. I think that's the best way to yep. talk about old Sleepy Roy. Uh, pretty particular. Uh, but but if I'm gonna make a purchase like this, y- you know, you you kind of want a particular person along. definitely like, do i'm the type of they'll, dude that they'll shows... look at things that you aren't you're gonna overlook you're just oh, gonna yeah. look at yeah you better believe you're it. just gonna look at like face things and you're just like oh yeah that's sweet yeah i'm like mud tires fuck yeah <laughs> <laughs> like, that's me like here comes... cd player yeah wow cool here comes the voice yeah. of reason yeah and and uh so here comes uh sleepy roy in there and he's checking everything over so uh it was me and grady uh my wife kayla uh, the two-year-old Slate and my dad, Sleepy Roy, uh, went down there to Lamar's. We kicked the tires on this bad boy. Uh, Sleepy Roy gives me the thumbs up. He says, hey, I think this is a player. So uh, we, we we do the deal. Uh, we buy this pickup. And we come back out. And uh, like I said, uh, me and my wife, the two-year-old, are down there, my dad and Grady. So I'm thinking, you know, I'm going to kind of offer this up uh, to my dad, you know, hey, why don't you and Grady uh, drive the Colorado back? Uh, Kayla and I will take the van back uh, with the two-year-old and uh, um, head back for Rock Rapids. So I said to him, like, hey, Dad, uh, why don't you ride along with Grady in the in the new Colorado? And he kind of looks at me, and he kind of looks at the Colorado, and he kind of looks at Grady, and he goes, no, nah, I think I'll ride in the van with Kayla. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, 
I'm good. <laughs> he, he don't trust Grady yet. He don't trust Grady yet. He's, so, seen, the, he's seen Grady on those jet skis loading them right. up on the lift. That's right. So uh, <laughs> so Grady and I uh, uh, drove home from uh, Lamar's and you know, I, I was actually talking to Grady's mom and she was like, you know, oh man, you know, he, I'm a little bit worried about him. You know, he's always speeding. Like <laughs> not with me. Like we're going 42 down the highway and it's like, all right, Grady, like we gotta, we gotta at least get to 55. I don't care if you don't want to well, do 60, but we at least got to get to 55. One of the thing about it though, is like when you get your own vehicle, like that first, that first while you get your own vehicle, yep. you're just kind of like. All right, now that it's mine, I'm going to take a little bit better care of it. I'm and gonna and I hope so, right. My question is, is there a Midwest Angler podcast sticker on that? Thing Not now? yet, but uh, <laughs> I might go slap one on that freaking sucker right, right when we get done with this. I might put a dirtbag one in the back window without him even knowing about it. <laughs> hey, it's even the Westline blue color for That's him. right. He'll like that. No, that's pretty cool. Uh, when you said that he got a Chevy Colorado, I, you know, I was telling my brother Mike about it. And Mike said, you know, one, once you hit 50, you acquire a taste for two things, blue cheese and Chevy Colorado. So. Yeah. <laughs> Power and style. <laughs> no, that's pretty awesome. Yep. Is it, is it my turn? Yeah, I guess. My turn? Well, you know, I think that this would probably be one of your good news stories, too, if you hadn't purchased the truck with Grady on Saturday. But our tall friend from... That's right. The metro area. Metro Mac. Scott Mockentoon uh, competed and finished his first marathon this That's past right. Saturday. That is right. The Twin Cities Marathon up there. He had to take half the steps of everyone else he just because he's got such a long I was, stride. I, and this is, I was talking to my brothers about this last night, too, and I told them about it. I said, and they're just like, well, man, he's definitely probably the tallest marathon runner there. And I said, yeah, you know. I don't know what kind of mindset he had in this marathon where you can see the finish line the whole time. Right. <laughs> you can see. Just the only slowly keeps can, getting closer. That can see over top of all the other runners and just see the finish line. So That's now, probably how he persevered through. He could he could see the leader the whole time. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. But, no, I want to give a big shout-out out to him. I know all the hard work that goes into one of those because my wife Emily has done 10 marathons. That's a hell uh, of an accomplishment. It is. I mean, the race itself is just a spectacular accomplishment, but the training leading up to it right. is something like nobody gets to see like all the hours that you that you dedicate to it because when you go on your long runs, you're blocking off two, three hours, right. if not a little bit more, every time you go to do that. And then, you, you know... If it, the fueling, the water is so important when you're training, sometimes you have to go out there and stash little water bottles, different spots throughout your routes and things like that. And you're no, you're running in not ideal conditions like this one. He had to train all summer long. So, I mean, you get some hot days. Out oh, yeah. There. So oh, yeah. you're out there in the dark sometimes you're battling injuries. I mean, and it's just the whole and that's just the physical stuff, not not to talk about the mental things that go into it. So, yep. you know, he did a good, he did an awesome job. He looked pretty good when he finished. He even held up a Midwest Angler podcast shirt in one of his, That's right. one of his pictures. So a big shout out to old Scott Mockentoon for that 
you know, that accomplishment. Yep. You're, you're still ugly, but, uh, congratulations on the marathon. You gotta, you gotta like his route. I liked the route when he was texting us the other day. Yeah. He started. <laughs> yeah. It, it takes off from his front yard. Uh, he goes around, uh, target field, uh, over <laughs> to, uh, over to, uh, the U S bank stadium and, uh, kind of finishes somewhere like in his backyard. Uh, <laughs> and, and, and you just do that like 12 times and, uh, yeah, you get your 26 miles. That's, uh, basically all it is just a downtown, downtown, uh, stroll. Yeah. Me. Yep. Exactly. All righty. And then one other one. It's my mom's birthday tomorrow. It's your mom's birthday tomorrow. October 4th. Really? Yep. Oh, Brenda Lou. All the great people are uh, born, in, born October. in October. I was going to say, yours is coming mm, up here pretty dang soon, right too, it is. So. It is. I'm probably going to get some donuts delivered to work over the deal. Yeah, I'm probably going to have to work on a meme to or a picture, Photoshop picture to post of old Brenda Lou tomorrow. So. I, that <laughs> it is normally uh, Facebook gold uh, when it becomes your mom's birthday. So <laughs> That's right. We'll be looking forward to that. Um, yeah, that is episode 189. Uh, we'll see you next week on episode 190. Thanks for tuning in. Later. Later.